we are back with another episode of the Blueprint Podcast. It's been a minute since I've recorded an episode. I think I was a little over um, optimistic. I don't think that's the right word, but close enough. Um, I thought I was going to be able to film when I was in Europe for five weeks. Turns out, did not have time. So here we are. But I'm so excited about our guest today, um, the wonderful, amazing Jenna. Uh, I'll let her introduce herself. <laughs> wow, that was a nice introduction. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jenna, um, and I've been friends with Maya for a while now. I don't know, you're just one of my favorite people, and I'm so excited Aww. to be on your podcast. Thank you. Well, I'm very happy to have you here. Um, before we dive in, I'm just going to give like a, the little, a little funny story. Um, Please do. How me and Jenna actually met. Yes. <laughs> okay. So... I think it's hilarious because it makes me kind of th- seem like an asshole, if we're being honest. <laughs> 2015? Was it 2015? I looked up the date. It was yeah. March 13th, 2016. March 13th, 2016. We are at Justin Bieber's Purpose Tour in Portland, and we both have meet and greet that day. And I remember I'm sitting in like the little, you know, how there's like a little VIP, like pre-party room. And this girl comes up to me or I sit down next to her. I don't really remember how it happened, but I just remember sitting next to you and we're talking. And maybe we were charging our phones. I don't remember. And we're talking. And I remember thinking, wow, this girl's so nice. Like, how cool. Like, I just thought she was so great. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea it was Jenna. <laughs> okay. Because then like a few years later, we like, actually became friends Mm -hmm. and you were like oh yeah I remember we met at Justin and I was like that was you yeah (laughs) like I had no idea and I feel horrible that like you remembered it was me and I just thought you were just some random girl like every time when I thought of my memories (laughs) yeah so what was kind of going through my brain at that time was like I went alone I think you were there with a friend And I recognized you from Twitter because leading up to the concert, I was, of course, like so excited to see what the meet and greet photos would look like because I had meet and greet. And so the two accounts that stood out to me were yours and our other friend Rebecca's. And so you two, I like followed you and turned, this is so embarrassing, turned on your post notifications (laughs) because I wanted updates for the Justin Bieber concerts. That is amazing. Anyways, um, I saw you there with your friend and I was like, I recognize her. She looks like a friendly face. Let me go ask if I can sit next to her until we get called down to do the meet and greet. And you were so nice. I, I think I told you in the moment that I recognized you and I asked you like if you'd met a bunch of people and you're like, yeah, I've met this person and this person. And I asked to see pictures and you're like, sure. Um, <laughs> But yeah, then we actually became friends. And I was like, oh my gosh, we've met before. And you're like, what? What? (laughs) Yeah. Because we didn't like, I feel like it was about like, I guess only like a year later was when we kind of like started to be around each other more because we were at more of the same shows. And then I feel like we became like actual friends in like 2018. Yeah, which is so tragic because this is the worst part of the story, actually. <laughs> the worst part of this whole thing is that we lived, I'm pretty sure, I want to say like three miles 
from each if other. that from each other the first time we ever hung out outside of a show was your going away party for moving to LA yeah and you were like do you how long have you lived here and I was like yeah. uh forever and you're like yeah I live down the street I can't believe we found out the week that I moved that we were basically neighbors and we became so close like yeah. so close yeah. I'm pretty sure like the day or day after you like left for LA I'm not even kidding it was like you left for LA and we became really really close and I don't that's so sad you want to move I feel like we've talked about this before like it's a tough it's a tough one the moving thing because I've lived here in Washington my whole life I am in a long distance relationship and he lives in New York so there have been very real conversations about you know he really, really wants to move here and has wanted to move here since before we were together. That's nice. But which is really nice. <laughs> That's nice for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but there are things in our future together where it will make more sense for me to live there for a couple years potentially. Yeah. Um, so that's the only place that I've really like truly considered moving to. So you're you're open to that. Like you would be willing to move to New York if you see someone as your future it's like you're gonna do anything so ah I can't relate but uh, (laughs) I love like I I will say like I've loved like watching you I guess fall in love you know like I feel like I've kind of seen so many chapters of your life now and like been someone who's gotten to like listen to you share different things and so to see you find someone and like watch you guys grow and just like you fall in love it's been it's been really cute that I'm very for you oh that's so sweet yeah that's that's so nice to hear from you because you have seen a lot of chapters of my life and I think a lot of them like we got really really close during COVID Mm -hmm. I think that was a really lonely chapter for a lot of people (laughs) like everyone that's not a unique thought (laughs) I'm just saying like we were very close during that time I think FaceTiming almost every day and yeah I was in a headspace at that point particularly where I was like I don't think I'm ever gonna ever have the capacity to fall in love like I don't that feeling of like being in love is so far removed from where I'm at mentally that like I couldn't even fathom it it's easy to like think that way especially when you're you know immersed in social media and like you see all these people around you and I feel like there's this like notion that you should be in love and married and you know by your early 20s you know my two best friends just got married this year like I haven't even been in a serious relationship but I also like I'm not I don't crave being in a relationship yet like I could could not see myself being married right now (laughs) like I can't even commit full-time to my cat like (laughs) you have babysitters for your cat and that's so yeah like even that's like a really big commitment and I would die for my cat I love her more than life you know I know you feel that way about your dog so you get it (laughs) anyway next topic (laughs) like fan and like meet and greet thing and like the way that fans have relationships with artists, I feel like has evolved so much, especially like since COVID and like mm-hmm. how um, available artists are online. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like we didn't quite have that as much like when we were younger. And then obviously as we like started getting older, it like started to shift. But like 
as a Justin Bieber fan, it's not like we had easy access to be able to communicate with him, you know, (laughs) like not at all. Like he on Twitter, but that was about it. Mm -hmm. I remember the day he followed me on Twitter was like the best day of my life. And it's like a hundred percent like not him. Like it's somebody like running his Twitter and I'm like, oh my God, Justin Bieber phone. <laughs> and that's like, yeah. I was like 25 when he followed me. Like he followed me on Twitter two years ago, I think something like that. Yeah. And I cried. Like it's I fell you. off the couch and I was like, I know it's not him, but like this is all I've wanted and then and then I got a DM too because I tweeted like this is not real and then DM was like it's real and I lost my shit (laughs) yeah um I would too that's insane I'd be like oh my god he's in love with me (laughs) seeing it more and more now of like what's being defined as appropriate versus inappropriate relationships or conversations or you know like things like that just with between artists and fans and or people with a platform and fans um yeah I don't it's it's a weird it's a tricky line to try to balance on I mean for starters I feel like the term parasocial relationship is like fairly new so it's really interesting to like see it be used now and see people disgusted and I just think like that fan to artist or fan to someone with a platform like relationship is so delicate I mean I think any relationship where someone is in essentially a position of power right and a lot of people don't see it that way but that's that's what it is you know like yeah you have these people who like would do anything for you that just like care about you in such a like pure way Mm -hmm. and with that comes a lot of responsibility to not take advantage of that for sure oh I think that and especially if you factor in age differences like any other aspects of positions of power yeah like it's you can look at a situation where an artist is 17 and their fan is 17 and it's like there's not the position of power beyond the platform that's like oh they have a platform and they're 35 and their fan is 14 it's like there there are levels to it for sure um I, I I believe all parasocial relationships are dangerous but I'm, I guess the point I'm just trying to get across is that there can be levels to it and there can be intersecting, um, yeah, just levels yeah. of severity. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I mean, I think like as a fan, obviously you want to be able to communicate with your favorite artists and that like someone who's like really big on fan yeah. engagement. And like, I think that fan to artist relationship should be more of a person to person relationship you know like I like when an artist is treating their fans as people and not as you know just pawns or yeah yeah. like a way to make money you know um but then again there is still that like delicate balance the past few years I think as I went from being the chronically online fan that was always tweeting artists to helping artists figure out what they are tweeting like obviously that has changed a little (laughs) for like how I um interact with artists online 
way that I think of it is I'm like, okay, what feels appropriate to me? I'm like, at this point, from what I've seen, I'm like, I feel like the only thing I'm comfortable with even seeing is like people addressing their fans like as a whole, like, or I don't even like meet and greets to an extent. Like they kind of, I do. Let me, uh, let me oh, I'm very anti meet and greets. I talk about this all the time. Let me start over. Okay. I don't like the way meet and greets are now. Yeah. I think it's uh, just kind of really highlights the power dynamic. I agree. And yeah, so right now I'm at a place where I'm very like, very cautious and very like, maybe you should just be like, hey, you fans, thank you for the support. Because I'm like so scared. I've like been traumatized. So you're like like 180 flip like on the opposite end a little bit just because I'm like I've seen how dangerous it can get not only for the fans but for the yes it's uh it's interesting and I think there should be an entire psychological study on her (laughs) no there should be going back to like the meet and greet thing like I think something that started as a way for fans to you know enjoy meeting their favorite artists has turned into a way to just profit off of that you know passion and um a lot of the time the artist is not enjoying it right like imagine having to stand there for two hours and just meet so many people and have no actual genuine interaction like human to human interaction it's like a hi I love you bye like or like a you know smile for the photo and then leave I do think that there is a way to still have, you know, a genuine, authentic VIP experiences, but I just don't think it should be done in that way. Um, what does that ideal scenario look like for you? Like, what would um, a, an authentic VIP experience look like? Ideal? I don't know. Like, I love... I mean, I've always, like, loved, like, just, like, super unique things, so, you know, like, I would love to, like, like, I would spend more money to go and, like, play ping pong with my favorite artists, like, before right. show. playing, it's a ping pong tournament, you know? Yeah, that's or, so like, funny. Like, just, like, things like that, or, um, I mean, I don't want to, like, give away too many of my ideas, because I eventually want to make money off of a lot of them. For but, sure, yeah. <laughs> I do think that there's a way to have it be like a more relaxed setting like a more person-to-person scenario um with oh you know with the artist being able to still make money but Mm -hmm. the fans are leaving feeling more fulfilled and you know it's not just this like shitty like I've had some really shitty meet and greets where you walk in and it's like did that like did I even meet the person (laughs) like you could have they could have been a cardboard cutout and I would have no idea my meet and greet with Justin Bieber was like you had so many security guards and they were saying like he doesn't feel well today to each individual person he doesn't feel well today don't touch him don't ask for a hug don't like talk to him for longer than we like whatever like basically giving us this long set of like very specific rules and guidelines yeah Uh, and my meet and greet I think lasted 15 seconds I'm not quite sure um but it was very like hi love you bye yeah and it's like I could t- he canceled his meet and greet that tour yeah like after, like one or two shows after that I yeah. can't imagine 
you're you feel like a little like a doll. like a carnival ride that's being like, that's like literally that's such a good way to put it it's like put a token in and then it's you like, go on the merry-go-round and then you yeah, leave. Really get off yeah like that's so dehumanizing for the artist too uh, it's crazy how i mean and at the end of the day they're people like we're all equally human and that's I think the craziest part for me when it comes to like parasocial relationships and that fan to artist relationship and like and I'm sitting here like I have you know like I'm about to follow five sauce around on tour because I just love you know love the band a lot so like you know it's weird to like dissect it but um at the end of the day like they're just humans that happen to be good looking and can play an instrument like that's literally all it is like, and I'm sitting here like oh my god he just looked at me at the show like and then that's it you know and it's crazy to think about yeah I just I guess a question that we're obviously not going to answer be able to answer in a 45 minute podcast however long this is like where's the line Jenna I don't even know if you know this but a, like a few years back um I think we were just you know on FaceTime like we typically were and I think I was probably telling you a story and um of some sort or I was like upset like someone may have made me upset or I don't remember what it was but you gave me a piece of advice or I don't even know if it was advice you just made a statement that like genuinely has stuck with me since and like I now Thing, like it crosses my mind all the time and I don't remember the exact wording but it was something along the lines of you know when you share a story or you tell someone about you know something that happened in your life then it's no longer just yours mm. that thing then is you know open to their judgment and their opinion on whatever that situation was um and that really stuck with me and you know always now when I'm telling people things I'm I think about it first and like okay is this someone that is gonna make me feel bad you know or change what happened um based off like their reaction to it um or just like makes me um want to be more diligent and like specific about who I say things to does that make sense yes um I think you in particular went through a period of time where you know you you love to make friends and you love to have friends and I think you were gaining a bit of recognition in certain communities and I felt protective of you in the sense that I was saying you know maybe keep your cards a little closer to your chest because not everyone has the best of intentions when it comes to the position that you're in. Um, And I think it was easier for me to see that as someone who is more on the outside, um, who could see more clearly how people were approaching you than maybe you could, especially since you are very open to people. You're very much a people person. Like you're, you could make friends with anyone, like you make friends wherever you go. And I think that felt like, or has historically been a really safe thing for you. 
Um, but sometimes, you know, like I said, when you're gaining more recognition in certain communities, it's like, you don't know what people's intentions are. And, you know, some, sometimes people will project their jealousy or their own insecurities onto experiences that you have that are super pure and mean a lot to you. And I wasn't really trying to scare you. No, it it didn't scare me. It it definitely came from like a good place. And it was just, like you said, like, I'm very social. Mm -hmm. I like want to be friends with everyone. Like I don't, like, I don't question people's intentions until they give me a reason to. Mm. Um, so the opposite (laughs) I don't trust anyone and I think I mean I think I've had to learn kind of the hard way in some scenarios um but that doesn't always work in my favor um definitely like I'm very happy with the circle of people that I have now um doesn't mean that I'm still not friends with everyone it's just not everyone knows everything you know <laughs> and I think there's an aspect of it too where it's like they could even be your very close friends that you trust for example like we were talking about my relationship earlier it's like in the early stages of falling in love like even though I trust the people that are in my inner circle so much and I know that they would be happy for me. It's like, some, there's something so special about keeping something so precious to yourself. Yeah. Um, And maybe it doesn't feel that way for everyone, but, you know, I think there is something so special about keeping something to yourself and not considering the opinions of others, especially if it's something so sweet to you. Like, I think maybe I'm just a little bit fragile in the sense that I could tell someone a story and they're like, mm, that's weird. <laughs> and I'd be like, is it weird? Like, it's all I think about. Um, but no, yeah, I think I think um, keeping things to yourself and keeping things private has a lot of value in certain scenarios. So, no, I, I mean, I think you're you're totally right. <laughs> like, I I think I've gotten a lot more private as I needed to. Yeah. Over the past few years, but like 2018 going into like 2019, I like would have just here like come be my friend like <laughs> live in my apartment like stay here you know I like ran a hotel you sure did I would let anyone stay at my apartment I remember like I think one time I had like 15 people and everyone was like stay- like sleeping on the floor and like <laughs> it was a party they broke my toilet relationships change and evolve as you grow and you you go through chapters of your life where you're close to different people and I mean we were kind of just slightly talking about this the other day you know and it's just like such a natural part of life you know I used to be scared of that though like no losing anyone oh like I mean I still am but um I remember talking to in therapy last year um how like I just have this like a horrifying fear of losing people and she was like I hate to tell you but like you can't live in that fear like you you can't do anything about it she was like how many of your friends that you met when you were like three years old are you still friends with and I was like oh like one she was like 
exactly like as you grow up you know people move and life happens but you can't like not build new relationships out of fear that they're gonna end she's like we all die anyways every relationship is gonna end (laughs) okay yeah my favorite yeah you tell your therapist a big fear of yours and they're like well it's gonna happen (laughs) you're like oh my gosh wow thank you so much listen my therapist was great she yeah. fired me though. She fired you? Yeah, she was like, yeah, I don't think you need me anymore. And I was like, oh, really? That's like, so I funny. Do, but no. I love that you graduated therapy. I'm so graduated. happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm nowhere near that, but congrats. Yeah. Such a funny phenomenon. Like trying to trying to be your therapist's like easiest client. I remember when I was like 17, I would go into therapy and be like, thank god for my therapist that she's gonna see me today because all I have to talk about is my drama at school meanwhile it's like not okay to talk about on a podcast I love it I love it like meanwhile I'm like I don't want to get into it but anyways much much deeper darker issues below the surface (laughs) besides like what Jessica said at school it's like okay well therapy's so cool like I mean both of you and I are like very like pro like talk to someone talk to oh them. yes there is no shame there like it is a great tool to have go uh, to therapy everyone. everyone should go to therapy like that if you get anything from this podcast go, to, go therapy. to therapy I don't think I don't care how okay you think you are you're not you're not <laughs> like, you have things to work through we all do we're human your therapist is going to therapy make you feel better or worse that your therapist goes to therapy I love it because it's just, you know, they're just as human. But then it's also like, I'm coming to you with my problems because you're supposed to fix them. But you also probably have the same exact problems. But it's like one of those things where like, it's really easy to give people advice, but it's not easy to take your own advice. Oh my God, my cat almost knocked over the computer. No, I will say like, I liked, well, okay, this is actually a fun fact. So when I was a kid... I would like beg my mom to let me go to any sort of like therapy or counseling because I thought it was fun. Cause oh. like as like a little kid, like if my brother had like different like therapies or like that sort of thing, like I always just tagged along and I was like jealous. Like I wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like I want to go play with the toys at my brother's counselor's office. Like, why don't I get to go see her? you know and so finally when my parents got divorced I think that was a good enough excuse and they were like fine (laughs) and you can go to therapy and you just show up to like some boring lady's office with a chair and you're like where are all the toys (laughs) no I (laughs) well I went to I think my school counselor for a while and honestly like I genuinely just loved it like I just thought it was fun as like a kid which is like kind of weird that I just like really enjoyed that stuff but I mean I did want to be a social worker for a really long time so like I love you know psychology and like I love talking clearly what okay next topic my imagination imagination just goes crazy I say this to people all the time like I am way more scared of like not living Mm -hmm. than I am of dying and what I mean by that is like as long as I'm living every day to the fullest and like you know, I'm such a, I mean, I don't really save money, but I'm such a big believer in like, if you want to do something, just go do it. You know, I don't have a bucket list. I have a to-do list. 
Wow. I love that. So, you know, like, uh, why am I going to wait to do these things? You're making me think right now. It's like, you really do a lot of amazing things. And for me, it's like, I take two naps a day, um, hang out. That is your, like, it's not. Okay. It's not. Like, let's be so real right now. That's not living life to the fullest. And I feel it in my core. What (laughs) could you do to, like... (laughs) change your life so that your life is like I, can't. <laughs> I like don't know how we got here oh no man I just need to get out of my house more like make a list of just random fun things that you want to do and then just go do them so true I love craft projects I will go to Michael's I basically have Michael's in my closet <laughs> not yeah. Michael, like Michael's in my closet you know she collects men named Michael and keeps them in her <laughs> closet <laughs> I do not there is a picture of Michael Clifford over there somewhere but he's not in my closet <laughs> we really do we should be friends we should take this from a podcast to just like stand up you laugh at my jokes <laughs> always. and not everyone does but I also think you're really funny oh thanks we're a perfect duo (laughs) each other on that note we're gonna end the podcast now because me and jenna are gonna go be comedians so come to a stand-up comedy show not anytime near you not anytime ever never near you listen i think i could be a stand-up comedian sometimes okay i memorized matt reif's entire set like word for word what well, not entire set, just like three of his jokes because I saw them so many times. I literally could recite them. Are they as funny when I do them? No, but like I can do them. <laughs> I should start. I should have like a daily joke, like a dad joke at the end of every. Actually, I can't do dad jokes. I don't understand them ever. You don't understand them. I have a really like. It always takes me a sec, and then like it's funny. Like I realize they're funny after everyone else is like over it. You don't understand them, but do you over lay down them? See, I don't get what you <laughs> I don't understand what you just said. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> okay. On that note, thank you for listening. Um, comment your best dad joke because apparently I won't understand it. Um, and we'll be back soon with the, oh my God, with another episode hopefully thanks for having me on bye